today on Commitment to Truth. You know that the same Jesus Christ that walked this earth many, many years ago is still walking this earth. We physically cannot see him, but he's still around. And everything, all those wonders and signs that he did um, at the time, he can still do today. It will happen today. Why? Because we have a God that will answer our prayer if we believe and we have faith that things can accomplish. It says that you can ask a mountain to move and that mountain will move if it's in the will of God. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's Pastor Jose Torres, teaching pastor at Commitment Church with today's message. So what is the next thing that, next point I wanted to bring to you? That when we do what Jesus asked us to do, it gives us a great awakening. It wakens us up. We are aware of who we are, how unworthy we are at times to be in His presence. Because God is going to do what He's going to do, regardless if we do it or not. But when we do it, we're like, oh Lord, I'm not worthy of this. I, I shouldn't be up here preaching. I'm not worthy of that. I'm not, I've never been to seminary. I've never been to, to any uh, educational schools to learn. Now nah, that's Pastor Cedric's job. Well, I'm not worthy to sing on the worship team because I, I never went and learned music. Or I'm not worthy to lead any ministry because I've always been a follower. But God says, Although you may think you're a sinful man, we are all sinners. The word says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all sinners. Why? Because our father Adam started the whole mess. We are sinful. We're born into sin. But we know that we know that Jesus Christ came as our Messiah, our Lamb, to die on the cross to shed his blood, to die, be buried, and was resurrected in victory. And because of that blood, we are a new creation. We have been made new. We're not perfect. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. We'll never be perfect until the day we are in his presence or until the trumpet sounds. First, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50 to 58 talks about the imperishable and the perishable. Yeah, this, this flesh is always going to be against what God wants us to do. It's always going to give us excuses why we shouldn't do it. But our spirit, if it's aligned with Jesus Christ and allows the Holy Spirit to guide us, great things can happen. Great results will happen. And we will be aware what he can do for us and through us and for others. In Proverbs, 
chapter 8, verse 9 says this. They are all straightforward to him who understand and write to those who find knowledge. So who, who is our knowledge? Who is our understanding? Is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our all. He gives us the knowledge. He gives us the understanding of the things that we cannot understand. And don't allow the enemy to, to lie to you and say, and remind you of your sins that you, you already laid them at the cross. <laughs> There's a tendency sometimes that we, we have as humans is, oh, I'm going to surrender it all to God. I'll bring it to the pulpit and I'm going to lay it at the feet of Christ. And I lay my burdens down and I give all my sins to Christ. And you put it all in a nice, neat bag to give it to Jesus so he can throw it out in the trash. But before he can reach it, you're getting up and grabbing it back. Why? Why do we do this? Repeat our sins over and over and over and over and over and over. Once you repeat it a second time, you should be asking God, what is it that I need to change so I don't repeat this? What is it that I need to give up so I don't repeat this? When Jesus comes into your heart, you become worthy. You become worthy of doing his work and being in his presence and feeling that joy and peace that he can only give you. Verse 9. For amazement had seized him and all his companion because of the catch of the fish which they had taken. When we listen to the Lord Jesus Christ and do what he says, we become in awe of the great things that he does. You know that the same Jesus Christ that walked this earth many, many years ago is still walking this earth. We physically cannot see him, but he's still around. And everything, all those wonders and signs that he did um, at the time, he can still do today. In Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 43 says this, Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were, be, were taking place through the apostles. So this is long after uh, Jesus had left this earth. The apostles were doing what Jesus instructed them to do, to preach the gospel throughout all the areas. And it says that they were doing wonders and signs were being accomplished through what they were doing, not because of them, but because they were preaching the gospel. They were preaching Jesus. They were believing that God can do miracles and wonders and signs. And they stood in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and proclaimed those victories over those people. You think that can happen today? Yes. Yes. Most certainly. It can happen today. It has happened today. It will happen today. Why? Because we have a God that will answer our prayer if we believe and we have faith that things can accomplish. It says that you can ask a mountain to move, and that mountain will move if it's in the will of God. What mountains are you talking about? A physical mountain, Pastor? 
No, I'm talking about those mountains of sickness. When you're, when you, when you're confronted with an ailment that you, you, you think that, oh, it's going to take me out. This is it. I'm done. I shared this many times with you guys. It's going to be 26 years. A doctor told me I had six months to live. And I wasn't right with God at the time. I was really straying away from him. But he permitted that sickness to be upon me. But because I have a mother who prays, I have a family that prays, I have friends that pray, they began to pray over me. And a change started coming over me. I knew that I had to make my ways right with God to prepare my heart if I were to leave this earth in those six months that the doctor said that I was right with God, that we were at peace with each other, and that I had an opportunity to enter into his kingdom, I began to pray. I asked for forgiveness. I asked him to cleanse me and to prepare my heart. I was at peace. People that visited me were like, man, how can you be at peace? Because I have Jesus Christ now in my heart. And I know that he gives me peace. And before the six months could come, within two and a half months, the answer to my mother's prayer, my mother's prayer was this, and she tells me this all the time and reminds me. That's why when Pastor Ken said that the power of prayer is essential. And I love that our church is going back to prayer, and that 2023, there's something special about corporate prayer. There is a reason why God has moved our leadership, our pastor, to go into prayer for this year, because something is coming. Something is coming. You may not see it yet, but something great is coming. And the power of prayer is the beginning of all things, where God then hears his people and commences to work miracles and wonders and signs and multiply the church to a point that we were going to be at awe with him. My mother's prayer was this, that before her birthday, that I either was going to be miraculously healed or that he provided me a liver. Five days before her birthday, the doctors call me. They say, Mr. Torres, don't get your hopes up high. We have a liver for you. But there's a lady ahead of you on the list, but she's running a fever. And if her fever doesn't come down, you're next on the list. I said, okay. I said, Lord, I don't wish any ill will to anyone, but let your will be done. Six o'clock in the morning, phone rings. My wife answered it. I don't even hesitate one minute. I walk to the bathroom, go to wash my teeth. She's screaming to me, hey, they want to know if you can be there in an hour. I said, an hour? I'm a cop. <laughs> We'd be there in a half an hour. Uh, it was in Philadelphia. So um, we headed out. We got to the hospital. Ten hours later, um, I was operated on. I was ten hours later in operation, and I woke, and I felt like a brand new man, new energy, strength. They told me I was going to be in the hospital for maybe a month or two, recovering. I would be in ICU for maybe two weeks um, because my God is so great, and he hears the prayers of the saint and those that believe 
he makes it even better to show them that he is still in control. I was in the hospital three days in ICU because they couldn't find me a bed on the regular floor. And by the fifth day, guess where Mr. Torres was heading out of? I was leaving that hospital, heading home. Five days from the day that they called me. Five days before my mother's birthday. I was home for my mother's birthday. So when you ask, ask in prayer, believing it done, specifically ask for what you want. And if it's in his will, he will do it. I am living proof of it. When God is in the midst and we do what he says, we are in awe. We become in all of him because what he gives you is greater than what you're asking for. For he knows what you need and he knows what you really, really need. Oh, Lord, I need a companion. Uh, I'm a young man and I'm really, really in need of a, a female companion, a wife that is going to make me better. But you, you know what I need, Lord. And what you expect. And what you get, wow, wow, Lord, whew, you are amazing. This woman is tremendous. Wow, she is helping me in my ministry. She is helping me a lot. You sent me the right helper because he knows what you need. He knows what you need. It just takes time for us to ask and do what he tells us to do. Amen? So we can be in all of him. I love being in awe of the Lord. I love being surprised by the Lord. I love seeing God work. I've seen people being healed. My brother Danny, he comes here on occasion with his wife. Uh, last year he was diagnosed with cancer. They found a tumor in his chest. They took the tumor out. He dealt with the chemo for a year. He went for a checkup in December. In December... Um, he was here in the church, and I was in the foyer. I was helping with the VIP team, and I saw people praying over him and him crying. So I'm like, what's going on? He didn't talk to me. He didn't say nothing to me. He's like, what's going on? So he tells me. They received news from the doctor that, the, that they found something. They seen something in the last test that he went for his checkup. And I'm like, oh, Lord. But you healed him, Lord. We're not allowing these doctors to say anything negative. No, no, Danny. No, trust God. He wouldn't have healed you. He wouldn't have permitted them to take that tumor out and find it and scrape it out and, and you being in church. No, no, we're not believing that. Know that God has healed you and claim it. He said, well, they're going to test me again next week, and then the doctor's going to give me notice. A week passed. I get a call from Danny, my brother. Hey, Jose, how you doing, Danny? Get your results? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, Lord, prepare my heart. They couldn't find nothing. I said, what? I said, glory be to God. Didn't I tell you? He heals you. He heals you. Claim it. Receive it. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you. And to lie to you, be in awe of what he has to give you. Do what he asks you to do, trusting, even if you don't know. 
where the road is going to end, just know that where it ends, he is waiting for you. Let us read the last two verses, 10 and 11, to conclude. Verse 10 says this, And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, for now on you will, now on you will be catching now on you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. This is the calling of the disciples. So our last point that we want to stress is that when we do what God asks us to do, although fear may come, doubt may come, it stirs a great courage in us it stirs something new in us, rejuvenates us so that we can march on to do the greater work of God. A little story about the, these first disciples that God called. They were fishermen. And because they were fishermen, they knew how to cast the Lord. So they were perfectly prepared to cast the word of God to lure people into the word of God so that they may receive Jesus Christ into their lives. Did you hear the story about, about these guys, the apostles? Have you read the book? It's a bestseller. It says that Jesus Christ used these men that left it all. It says that when they got to the land, they left the, the nets there, I don't know what happened to the fish. They says they left it all. They left everything there. The nets, the boat, the fish, and they followed him. And you know what happened afterwards? Those guys, those guys were mere fishermen. And the others that joined them, that God selected and sent them out. They turned this world upside down. They turned it upside down because they believed, they walked in authority, they did what God instructed them to do. And even the risks that they took when they knew they were going to get beaten for preaching the gospel, they were okay with that. They knew that death may come, they were okay with that because they were doing the Father's work. And because of them, we have heard the gospel. And we got the opportunity to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And we have the same opportunity to walk in that authority, to walk in that belief, to do what God instructs us to do, and to go out into this world preaching the gospel to everyone that would be willing to hear it, to pray over the sick, to claim in authority healing over people to give word of comfort, to give words of counsel, to uplift those that are down, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share Jesus for this lost world. When we walk out there in this earth, when we're outside these walls, 
and you're looking around and you see the devastation of how the enemy has the world entangled in his web. It hurts. Our children are being entangled into the web that this enemy has done. And if we don't pray for them, if we don't share with them, we don't teach them the way of the Lord, we're going to lose them. But we have the authority to claim in Jesus' name victory for our children, victory for the youth. What's happening in Philadelphia, they're trying to find a resolution for it. The only, the only resolution there is is prayer and requesting from God to intervene. And when God will intervene, he will put the right people in the right places to do the right things, to cleanse that city of that terror of death of young people. Only he can set them free. So today, if you heard me, and the only thing that you got was listen to Jesus and do what he says, I think you got it. Listen to Jesus and do what he says. Whatever he's instructing you to do is because he believes that you can do it. He, you are the chosen tool that he wants to utilize to do his work on here on earth. Church, 2023, make room in your heart for what God has in store for us, for that great catch that's on its way here already. He knows where it's at. He's sending us there. Why do you think that we're doing a prayer gathering? And it's just not a prayer gathering here. We're looking for a bigger venue. Why? Because the bigger pond there's more fish in that pond. And we're calling our companions, the other churches, come on. Hey, listen, this is what God's telling me. Is he telling you to say, oh, yeah, go out deeper. Go, yeah, he's telling us to go deeper. Well, let's all go deeper. Let us all cast our net so we can catch as many, many of those men, women, children, and young people that need to be caught for Jesus. We will be in all. We will become aware and we will have the courage to overcome. If you have never taken the step to know this Jesus that I'm talking about, today I afford you the opportunity as we close our eyes and bow our heads. I would love to lead you in a prayer. Heavenly Father, this is the first time I've really heard about you. And this pastor has told me that I will be in all of you if I just listen and receive. So today, I make a commitment to you, Heavenly Father, that what I'm searching for, that you be the one to guide me to it, that your will be done in my life Cleanse me. Free me from this entanglement that I'm in. Make me whole so that I can also be a fisherman for your works. 
Help me to understand you, receive you, and walk in your authority. I pray this in Jesus' name. Come into my life and guide me through your Holy Spirit. I pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to our series, From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.